Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington. Here we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the king of the show, David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house for episode 326. And my God, guys, we've got a fantastic show coming for you tonight. Um, maybe a slightly worse show than our last show, but still a very good show coming up. Uh, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was John Regan, the Fantastic. And uh, Johnny... You uh you get to explain this theme for this week uh this week's episode. Uh yeah, so I want to do demakes, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a demake of a specific game. I, I'm also including things like if you want to say uh, do the Mega Man Game Boy games, I would consider those mostly a demake of the NES games, right? Even though they're really kind of their own game, but you know, um, and then. People got concerned about if we could do that, so then I also threw in games with a cactus. Uh, oh, yes. So if there's any I've, game with a cactus anywhere in the game, that also counts for tonight's theme. So tonight's I, theme is D-Makes and Cacti. Fantastic. I, I honestly kind of forgot about the cactus part of the theme. I got really hung up <laughs> on the first you? part. Well, I got hung up on the first part because it was concerning to me that Johnny would want to make a theme centered around, you know, falsifying... Uh, like videos and audio recordings and things like that. You know, uh, like putting other people's faces on pornography. <laughs> no, that's deep fake. And what? It, that, that's the theme. D makes. I'm not hearing a difference. Uh oh. <laughs> John, I'm worried about what parts of the internet you've been on. Um, <laughs> and what game you found? What Sadly, you the normal parts of the internet, the perfectly which of, normal pornography sections of the internet. <laughs> which of us did you deep fake, and what porno did you deep fake us into? Oh. See, that's the thing, guys. This technology—it's not as like cheap as they would make it, you know, out to be. Like, I could do like a little something on my phone, but like, I can't just, you know, we can't deep fake a whole show, man. We can't deep fake a podcast. Like, I think they should—you should deep fake us as the Star Fox characters. If you can deep fake us into Star Fox 64, that's that's how, how it should go. See, I was going to say, it's like, it. what porno did you deep fake us into? It's like, well, Patreon subscribers will greatly enjoy Johnny yeah. Does Dallas coming shortly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, we can still do that. <laughs> yeah. But no, so, okay, so it's D-makes. So, games that are versions of other games but made worse if i'm understanding it correctly so like i'm thinking a lot of uh a lot of handheld games tonight games released simultaneously on say nes snes and game boy uh probably picking some game boy games i could see how there could be an nes game i mean i think one of the original 
you know, D makes, we featured, I think, pretty early on in the show, I would have to look up the exact episode, but I think the first time we featured Turtle Tournament Fighters, oh. I was gearing up to hear the SNES tunes, and then it was the NES version. I'm like, who the fuck did this? What is this? How, how is there an NES version of Tournament Fighters? There's no fighting games on the NES. What are you doing? Urban so. Champions. Yeah. That's the not, that's, oh. I hate There's that game with a burning passion. Yeah. Double Dragon Mode B, we could have included that. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so there's, uh, I think there's some good tunes coming up on tonight's show. Some possibly familiar tunes. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you recognize the tunes in 16-bit form, get ready to hear them a little bit worse. Uh, that kind of, I think that's kind of the vibe for the show. I, you know, I, um, I hope that's the vibe for the show. Because, I mean, what else, you know, ugh, man. Cactus. What, you know, what else could a D-make theme be? Yeah, exactly. Or, it's, you know, I'm talking all this stuff about deep fakes and D-makes and... Everybody pick cacti. <laughs> so, you know, if you hear some Wild West tunes, you know that I've gone all the way wrong. <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, uh, let's all refresh our browsers, get those weird faces off of ourselves. You know, we're not going to be needing those tonight. Um, yeah, sorry, hot Jesse. Let's uh, go back to regular Jesse tonight. <laughs> no. it's, the, it's the same picture. Every Jesse yeah. is hot Jesse. We don't need Jussie, we need Jesse. Um, Jussie. So, and then, uh, meanwhile, Johnny, start game one. Game one.
All right, so three members of this company, three employees of this company, were arrested for insider trading based on things they did when developing this game. gentlemen uh, who has their guesses slash answers written i do yeah i feel oh yeah i feel i feel good all right so um johnny says professor cactus teaches the water cycle uh took me a little bit because of john's handwriting sadly incorrect john and jesse both have the correct answer of dragon quest tact Jesse's answer slightly more correct because he drew an ejaculating slime. Now hold on, yeah, we don't need to get too far into this, but how does a slime ejaculate if a slime is, from what I can tell, Magic. living ejaculate? Did you did you not see the drawing? He clearly had a penis. I mean, there were several types of slimes in the Dragon Quest universe, like battle slimes, heal slimes, and slimes. ejaculating slimes. <laughs> They're all just living ejaculate with very happy faces on them. Like, you know, does yeah. ejaculate ejaculate? I don't I, you know. I mean, you've got slimes. Know. You've got she slimes. How do you think they make baby slimes? Well, I did not know there were she slimes. When, That's when, disgusting. They are. They're orange. When one yeah. slime loves another slime, they cover well, the other slime and more slime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John, it's, it's, it's like the ejaculate also ejaculates. It, it ejaculates. It's ejaculate just all the way down, man. Like it's just mm-hmm. a never-ending cycle. It's like yeah. a, one of those uh, triple G films. <laughs> you know. So now I'm starting to understand why Rhythm and Pixels didn't do a bit based on us. Yeah. Immediately, it becomes apparent why we were not paid homage to Rhythm and Pixels. <laughs> So yeah, um, this yeah, is good luck trying to replicate this energy, motherfuckers. Where yeah. <laughs> your cum jokes? <laughs> so this is Dragon Quest Tact, which is a strategy RPG based on the Dragon Quest series for mobile. Wow, I've almost downloaded this. That's that's times, not the reaction that I was expecting from John. Like I was really hoping to get a what? But uh, yeah, makes sense. You know, fucking, it's a Square Enix thing. Square Enix likes money. Mobile games make money. Uh, 
you know, Dragon Quest, very popular. Easy Math way to make out. some money. Uh, it's, you know, so, yeah, it this just, is... It makes sense. This is a tactical role-playing game, a strategy game, where you basically collect... It's sort of like an offshoot of the Dragon Quest Monsters series, where you collect a bunch of Dragon Quest monsters and build a team, and then fight other monsters on a grid-based thing. Um, none of this sounds particularly D-makey, uh, and the reason is because if you present me with two themes, and one of them is stupid, I'm gonna opt for the stupid one. Um, because it's a mobile game, they had a lot of different special events type things, um, and one of them was a crossover event where you could actually capture and use certain Final Fantasy monsters. So, Cactar ah. is in this game. <gasps> That's okay. cool. And when I was thinking about this theme, I was like, okay, obviously I'm going Cactus, and I thought of Cactuar, and I was like, oh yeah, they were in like some Mario-like sports games. We've used all of them <laughs> on the show. I was like, well, Hell yeah, we have. <laughs> like, what other non-Final Fantasy games has Cactuar appeared on? And I got to Dragon Quest Tact, and I was like, hold the fuck up. This is the only Dragon Quest game to feature, like, Final Fantasy crossovers? That seems ridiculous. Like, how has there not been a full-on joint game? Or at the very hmm. least, like... A Dragon Quest where there's an island of Moogles, or like some area in a Final Fantasy game where there are like Akira Toriyama monsters. Like, I feel like Square is sitting on a gold mine, and they're just like, well, nah. I think, I think they're sitting on two gold mines, and they want to keep them separate. It's two great flavors that don't necessarily go well with each other. I mean, that's you true. Know, yeah, you can't really cross over Final Fantasy with other random things like Tekken huh. or Disney. Oh wait. Those worked no. out really well. Yeah. yeah Debatably. People said the same thing for years about fucking pickles and mustard that you really shouldn't combine the two. <laughs> and but then yet. Johnny met a Cuban person and he had his mind blown. <laughs> 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 the fuck, man? <laughs> so wait, which is Dragon Quest the pickles or the mustard? <laughs> I feel like Dragon Quest is definitely the mustard, because mustard is kind of the safe flavor option, whereas pickles can kind of be, like, vinegary, like, have a little bit of tang to them, and, like, Final Fantasy sure. experiments. Yeah. But, you know, um... Yeah, Dragon no, sorry, Quest, Pick the mustard of video games. <laughs> pickles and mustard have been going together for quite some time. Were you about to get finally down to, like, Crystal or fucking Cuban Sandwich? <laughs> which, which were you going for? <laughs> I was uh, going for uh, Trader Joe's sells a dill pickle flavored mustard, <laughs> like oh, ready to roll. Oh no! <laughs> um, that sounds um, made for somebody, not me. Uh, David, did the uh, did the Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy characters not meet on Fortune Street? Um, I know that's not an official Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy <laughs> game, but like, didn't they hang out there? I mean. Technically, yes, along with Mario, but that's that was that's like weird Japanese monopoly. Yeah. Like, I was wasn't the less said about Fortune Street, the better. <laughs> I, I was just kind of thinking, it was like, you know, an RPG series that features elements of Dragon Quest and, and Final Fantasy. Like, that seems like a really good idea. It would be like a platforming game with Mario and Sonic, except. Both of these are owned by the same company, so they could actually conceivably do it. Yeah, they could easily do it. 
Like, could um, you imagine, like, one of those pixel remasters, but it has, like, sprites from Dragon Quest Four and Final Fantasy VI and whatnot? Like, I would play this game. Yeah, maybe. If they could find a way to make it compelling. You know where it sounds like it'd be a good place for them to cross over? It would be in some sort of mobile game. <laughs> like, if they, uh, yeah. Like, there, if there wasn't a whole lot at stake, and you could be, you know, constantly updating the game with new stuff... And, uh, you know, if it was just kind of a money printing machine where eventually you're going to ask people to pay a couple of bucks to download a Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy character, that would be pretty good. What what was the one game, uh, there was a mobile game that fucking Square got involved in. Did that not also have Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy characters? I know it had a bunch of fucking, like, swordsmen. Um, no, you're thinking of the was... Fire Emblem game. It's totally different. Well, no, but because there was Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, but then there was also like a mobile game that was made by that company that had. A sh we discussed it at some point during uh, like a fucking, you know, some episode where we discussed Brave Exvius. Uh, but yeah, there was a game where it was like, yeah, it's just a shitload of RPG characters in it. And I'm like, was that not Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy as well? But it's not a flagship game for either of those things. And that's the kind of thing where they should be meeting up. Like, yes, Dra you know, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy should be in the same RPG. It should be in an RPG that no one's going to care if it sucks. Say a mobile game. <laughs> um, but for it to just be Dragon Quest with a cactuar, then that's, you know... You know, there's no risk there. Like, I, that's all you got? You, I tried you know, to look Cactuar? for, like, a full list of, like, crossovers, and unfortunately I couldn't find it. I definitely know Cactuar is in there. I feel, I think Bahama is in there as well. Um, but there, mm. there's no, like, Moogle that I could find, um, which I guess is because you don't fight Moogles, technically. Technically. Right. Jesse, back me up here. I'm trying to think if there's any... I know you can play as a Moogle, but I don't think you fight mm. them. Mm. No, I can't think of any. Well, in like fourteen, there's like the Mog King you could fight, I think, and there's like a, a boss. And then oh yeah, Good King Mog Mog. So banned hmm. from the radio. Um, it just seems weird to me that like you have got these two classic RPG series, and the only time that they have met is in a strategy RPG mobile game and a Mario sports game. Like yeah. That feels and one, and, really fucking weird to me. And one of their meetings got the creator of Sonic sent to prison. Like, yeah, crazy. apparently, um, <laughs> Yuji Naka and two other executives at Square Enix, like, while they were developing this game, were saying, like, oh, we need help developing this. We should hire, like, this company. And then, like, the next day bought a shit ton of stock shares of that company. It's like, mm. um, mm. you can't do that. Mm, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I figure as long as you can cover they're, it up and not be really, they were just betting on themselves. What's wrong with that? Well, that's the thing. That's yeah. You know, they are uh, their knowledge of what the company was going to do came from inside their company, and they traded on that knowledge, and then they got sent to prison on a charge. I can't think of the exact name of the charge. Um, but, I believe um, the exact name is knowing about deals and using that to your advantage. Yes. There should really be a more, it. like, pithy way to say that. Yes, no, they call it, it, but knowing about deals with your own, like, company or receiving information from someone else regarding their company, you're being tipped off that something is going to happen and using that to, uh, you know, gain financially. Um, 
I think, Johnny, you bring up a good question. Did Yuji Naka do a Martha Stewart, or did Martha Stewart do a Yuji Naka? Well, Yuji Naka is the more recent person going to prison, so Yuji Naka did a Martha Stewart. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Hang on, let me check the timeline. Yeah, that checks out. Martha Stewart's an OG, man. She's fucking... (laughs) Yeah, God. What a a fucking queen she is. Uh, (laughs) You know. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like that she and Snoop are like best friends. Who like I? Who is Yuji Naki gonna meet and form an unlikely friendship with? Now that's Pee-wee a very Herman. good question. Yeah. Now I was gonna say, what prison? What country is he in prison in? <laughs> uh, or does he even wait? Martha Stewart didn't meet Snoop Dogg in prison. No. <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Well, that's what just one of my favorite. Also, why are they the same? One of my favorite facts is somebody put up a picture of like Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg cooking, and it just said, "Only one of these people has been to jail." <laughs> right. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Snoop Dogg, man. Murder was the case, but uh, yeah, not guilty, baby. That's uh, that's where it's at. Um. Anyway, fuck Martha Stewart. Uh, so, also, fuck Dragon Quest. Tacked. <laughs> Martha Stewart, the bad OG, name for the queen. Game. Fuck Martha Stewart. Yeah. Uh, she's, yeah. She's a criminal. She's a crook, David. Uh, um, um, so, yeah, this is yeah. this is a game that I have considered downloading until I got to the part of the synopsis of Strategy RPG, at which point I immediately clicked away. Um, yeah. But I'm, it seems I'm really glad cool. to know this is the cactus theme because really I was confused by the tunes sounding really great. Uh, it was, I was, you know, I thought we were going to tip off with some D-make tunes, and I'm like, this sounds just like perfectly fine Dragon Quest music, David. I don't know what you've done here. <laughs> and it was funny because like halfway through the second song, I thought to myself, you know, they made versions of Dragon Quest one and two for the Game Boy Color. I probably could have done that. But no, I wanted to talk about cacti. Mm-hmm. Good call, man. Is there anything else that needs to be said about the uh, Dragon Quest Tact? A game that, again, I just, I don't know, for some reason I have a hard time with that name. I don't like it. Why not just call it Tactics or Tactical RPG? Like, go full square Octopath Traveler, you know, triangle strategy, naming strategy, and just call it fucking... Dragon Quest mobile tactic game or something like name not final and then have the name be final. Oh my god! Why Dragon Quest Tact? Do they, do they call it Octopath Traveler? Because you can can you move in eight directions in Octopath Traveler? Well, no, you you have eight. You control characters. eight people. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Still, okay. On the nose, I get it. Okay, eight, eight different story paths. Yes. <laughs> and then you know, triangle strategy. You plays three characters. <laughs> Um, trying to think of one of the other ones that Square's done that to recently. They did Various Day Life, which was just the worst working title ever, and they just stuck with it. Um, they keep doing that. Kind of on the on the nose, like on the subject. I'm kind of pissed because it's been like I feel like a year and a half, maybe even two years since like Dragon Quest Three 2D HD was announced, and we haven't heard yeah. shit about that game. I yeah, really I, want I would like game. some. I would like some more 2D HDs. Now, that, that would actually be also a very good question for this theme. Not, not that any of us chose a game like that, but would a 2D HD remake be a D-make? Well, no, it's a remake. But if they made a, a polygonal game into the 2D HD, would that be a D-make? If they did Dragon Quest VIII 2D HD. <laughs> but, well, okay, um, here's the question, though. Did they do that? 
No. Should they? Well, then it's moot. <laughs> yeah. I just I, I want to you know spin off in wild directions on this very first game. <laughs> um, anyhow, I think to sum up Dragon Quest Hack, it looks cool. Dragon Quest monsters are cool. I agree. The name is shit. Yes, quite bad. Now, final question, David. Um, who is the composer of the Dragon Quest series? Uh, I would prefer to not mention them because fuck that guy. Well, no, I was going to... I had a follow-up prepared. Oh, okay. Um, I... I can't remember off the top of my head, and I don't have it in front of me because they didn't compose the music for this game in particular. Mm. Well, the important thing to know is that they're still dead. <laughs> they are. Game 2. Three loops. No, it's <laughs> spinning on this third. PC-88 is able to produce eight colors. Uh, this particular game only uses half of the PC-88's hardware palette, restricted to only black, red, yellow, and blue.
I'm not too looping that one. That's forever. Keep going. <laughs> no, let it play. I, I really need the time to, like, figure out what the game is. <laughs> Alright, let's do some guesses. I went with the Japanese name. <laughs> so, uh, John says Cacti, Cacti Panic. Um, that's debatable. And Johnny and, uh, David have the correct answer. It was Super Mario Brothers Special. So, yeah, this is, uh, Super Mario Brothers Special for the PC-88. Um, so there's a bunch of weird stuff about this game. Uh, Don't one, you get the hammer from Donkey Kong as, like, a power-up? Yes, I'm yes, sorry, yes. I don't mean to cut you off. Please. No, ahead, that's, that's definitely a thing. <laughs> Let me do. immediately tell you the most special thing about it, Jesse. Excuse me. <laughs> no, that's not the most special thing. No, no, no. We'll get to that. Um, there's, like, so the cool thing is, like, this is the one um, Hudson Soft um, developed. So that's already weird. In fact, you can pick up the little Hudson Soft B logo um, in the in World One One. Um, it has the let's see the the like fly thing and the crab thing from the original um, Mario Brothers arcade game. So that's fascinating. Um, um but the really. <laughs> I think the crabs are sidestepper. I don't remember what the um, flies are called. But so the PC eighty eight wasn't a very powerful computer. And, um, <laughs> so like like the NES is like worlds more powerful than this thing. So this game did not scroll. So what it would do is like each yeah each screen was um, a, a screen. So you get to the edge of the screen and then. The game would turn black, and then you'd be in the next screen. And I don't know if you've played a Mario game before, but there's a lot of, like, jumping on the platforms. And so sometimes you can't see if there's going to be platforms on the other side or where they're going to be. Um, oh, my God. And- so you have to change screens mid-jump? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, so- <laughs> That's amazing. And, and like, the... Uh, <laughs> The momentum of Mario in this game is, like, really, like, weird, so sometimes you'll just keep running, and it's, like, whenever I was reading the, like, uh, the Super Mario wiki about it, they were doing their damnedest to make it sound like a not <laughs> fun game, like, they're like, <laughs> Oh, this game is more challenging because it's like no, it's not challenging. It's dog shit, is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's all fucked up, man. You can say that in the wiki, guys. <laughs> and like the yeah. music is all like kind of slow, <laughs> like just like like just just slow enough to where you notice there's something <laughs> wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Like like Waluigi's about to knife me. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. This is what it sounds like. You know, I like, you know, that you brought up Super Mario Wiki, because I, I do a good amount of research for the show on Super Mario Wiki, and usually it's pretty straightforward with the information they give you. They've got a lot of good stuff, good trivia, good gallery of images for, like, making episode art, things like that. The Super Mario Brothers special uh, section on uh, Mario Wiki has a, uh, I think the only time I've seen a dedicated section just to glitches. 
Um, yeah. And yes, uh, if I may, uh, the glitches listed, there are eight in their subcategories. One, the blink fest. Two, the infinite one-up trick. Three, harmless fire bars. Four, lagging fire bars. Five, glitched pipes. Six, the out-of-service jumping board. Seven, disc error. And eight, music stop error. Like, okay, cool. So you, you guys really, you know, when you say Super Mario Bros. special, it's a, yeah. it's a pejorative use of the word special. It's like uh, in, in air quotes there. All I know about this game, other than, like, it was a weird port on the PC-88 or whatever, um, <laughs> I know that, oh god, now I'm blanking on it, there's a Flash game version of Super Mario Brothers that adds, like, new characters and shit like that. They added in overt, like... They added in cosmetics, so it's Super Mario Brothers, but it looks like Mario 2 or Mario 3 or Mario World or whatnot. They added a Super Mario Brothers special filter, so you oh, can wow. like play the original game like in that style. And I remember watching it like, okay, that's cool, but also, why the hell would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I think I think the game you're thinking of is called Super Mario Brothers Crossover. Yes. Right? Is it where you can also play as like Link and um, You can play as like Link and Samus and the guys from Contra, Simon Belmont yeah. and that kind of shit. It's an yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. game. That was amazing. But uh yeah, no, Super Mario Brothers special. I remember hearing about this a few years ago, just being like, I, I can't believe this happened. I can't believe this got the official Nintendo seal of approval. I thought that meant something. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I guess I just put that on every game, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was Hudson Soft. Yeah, I but the it doesn't hope. have the seal. Like, on the box art, it doesn't have the seal. So. No, it's, it's weird to remember there was a time when Nintendo wasn't that concerned about being console exclusive, right? Like, you know, there's ports of the original Mario Bros. arcade game to, like, Atari 2600. I was going to say, you know? I think Donkey oh, Kong yeah, was on was ColecoVision. Like, yeah. And that's such a strange concept now to us, right? Because, like, when I was growing up, the Nintendo games were on Nintendo consoles. That's it. What do you mean? Um, you don't play Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on Xbox One? Uh, Not no. Yet. <laughs> Not yet, but maybe someday. And so, yeah, like, it, it's, it's... What a weird era, I guess, where Nintendo still wasn't fully console exclusive yet and was okay with having their games appear on other platforms. Like... Which is something I would like to see nowadays, right? That'd be, that'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if I could just officially play like a new Mario game on some other console. But uh, I, they'll, they'll, pro they'll probably never go back to those days because of shit like this. Of Super Mario Brothers Special. <laughs> Gosh. There's some pretty good uh, videos of people playing this game that are entertaining. That, the uh, one thing you mentioned with the... Um, what is it? Uh, out of service jumping board. Oh, that looks awful. Like, I, the studio was watching playing it. It doesn't, like, line up right. The, 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 like, when you land on it, it doesn't spring up. And, like, you just gotta <laughs> hope it works. And It's a leap of faith, baby. It always yeah. has been. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, like... Wait. There's a... 
there is a certain appreciation for the 8-bit aesthetic and whatnot, and Super Mario Bros. visually does hold up considering the time period and whatnot. But I'm just still imagining Super Mario Bros. with four colors. Like, God, that's... that's just ugly. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, and the machine could do eight. Why did they only use four? I know, that's the other thing. They, they could have done eight. Yeah, it's not Price is Right rules. You don't have to, you know, go low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's imagine uh, a game show where you bet on how many colors you can make a game yeah. with. You know, like, right. I can do it with four. <laughs> Bob, I can eight? do it with... <laughs> Bob, yeah. I can do it with one color. Oh! Yeah. Well, I don't need it. <laughs> I can maybe, do it with no colors. <laughs> I can, the only thing I can think of is maybe more colors meant longer loading between the screens. Because <laughs> it yeah, takes be... way longer than you think it should. Already. <laughs> God, can and you imagine then... if, yeah, if it had to like, draw out the screen and it was rendering like eight colors? And, oh man, yeah, those load times would be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to imagine playing a Mario oh. game like the Mega Man boss doors and like, yeah, that's what that like, just doesn't slower. compute. <laughs> no. How could it? Especially like, platforming. Yeah, you would think, uh, yeah, and uh, again, like momentum based platforming. <laughs> like, and, you know, knowing what you're jumping towards. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, how far am I jumping? I don't know, as far as possible every time. <laughs> I mean, that was sure. one of those things that we brought up when I replayed Super Mario Brothers. Like, part of the appeal of that game is the control and how nice it feels to play as Mario and whatnot. And if you take that away, like, fuck. Right. Well, it's not that they took it away, it's that they interrupted it every five steps. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe it played the same, but it just had to. Yeah, shift over to the next screen every so often, and I, yeah, no, it's a lousy, lousy way to play a game. I, they should not have done this. I, <laughs> I would like to see more games converted to this PC eighty eight four color screen flipping mode. Like, can you imagine playing Sonic the Hedgehog uh, in this style? <laughs> All right, Johnny, you know, run us down. What are the four colors it takes to make Sonic the Hedgehog blue? Uh huh. Green, yellow, red, yellow. Do you need? A, do you even need a fourth color? Can you do it in three? No, you the need the red for red. the shoes. Yeah. Oh shit! Because I was, was going to say blue Sonic, green hill, yellow <laughs> ring, red shoe. Don't really need a third yeah. color. <laughs> no, you need the red shoes. Or, you know, okay, fine, red shoes. Yeah. And I guess red would it, indicate enemies in this case. Yeah. Well, yeah, I can mean, you imagine I'm, those, like the seven chaos emeralds, if they were only four colors? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm You're just, fools. <laughs> I'm just imagining trying to play a game with that kind of momentum, going so fast, and that, that has screen. that like gap when you try to jump between screens. <laughs> right. <laughs> just stops in like mid loop, you know. We really should have put the whole loop on one screen. What the, what were we thinking? <laughs> uh, gross. Mm. Well, I'm going to be the one to bring it up. Jesse. Oh, yeah, this was never released in the United States because the PC-88 was a, a Japanese computer. For no reason. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I figure we've all heard of Mario. So. 
I'm sorry, who? Yeah. Hail <laughs> over! <laughs> We'll see if you can redeem yourself by episode's end. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make an official royal proclamation. The fact that what two of us got this right means I don't think it's that obscure. You know what? Game over reversed. As per the king of the show. Ew, no. Nah, David, I'm gonna game over you for saying that. Yeah, game over David right now. <laughs> okay, hold up. The last time that, like, anybody else was king, they started doing crazy shit. And I said, how come, like, I wasn't allowed to do that? And it was like, oh, well, when you're the king, you can do that. I'm the king, so fuck it. I say it. Jesse is not game over. Johnny played the anti-game over sound. This this is America, oh, Jack. A little bit of the bu bitch. <laughs> So let's see here. Where did I put my trivia? So this is one of our fan requests, our fan requests of the evening. Um, so this multiplayer uh, survival co-op game has a total of 90 different endings. 12 of them are group specific and then the rest are individual to the uh, player.
Alright guys, I've got a slight correction to make. Uh, I In the trivia I described this game as a co-op survival game, and it's more accurate to call this a um, co-op narrative adventure with survival mechanics. I don't know if that changes your answers at all, but I thought I wanted to clarify that. Okay, so bit. if my answer isn't correct, I'm giving myself a point. <laughs> Alright, let's see some answers. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> So John says, Star Fox 63 and a third. Incorrect. Uh, Jesse says, Left 4 Dead DS. Incorrect. David says, I wasn't paying attention. Pulp Fiction the game. Also incorrect. This is Monster Prom 3 Road Trip. This came from Tay in our Discord. Um... Monster Prom 3 Road Trip, it is a, uh, as far as I can tell, like a point-and-click kind of adventure game uh, where you and your monster friends are road tripping across the country. Um, you have stats. Uh, basically, you have points in, in areas like hype, money, uh, soul, happiness, things. I forget the other couple. And your goal is to get to a destination by maxing out one of those stats. So if you if you manage to max out hype, uh, I think you wind up like at a Vegas concert kind of thing, right? Um, and basically the crux of the game is you're going from destination to destination and trying to earn those stat points. Um, I'm sorry, Tay is correcting me in the chat. Uh, hype takes you to Knife Land is your final destination. Okay, well that's a pretty great destination. <laughs> is that where Jay White well? I think so. And okay. so, um, so yeah, you, there's, uh, uh, you can play up to four players in a co-op mode. Uh, I think this is the first one that is like a true co-op mode. I think the other games is a little more, um, well, not co-op, a little more competitive. And, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty interesting. I, I liked the soundtrack for this because it actually has like f four or five different soundtracks built into the game. And it's presented as when you start your road trip. I thought you were you get to say choose. it has like four or five different songs. Oh, no, no. You get to choose your vibe. Like, do you want a lo-fi soundtrack? Do you want the surf rock soundtrack? Um, do you want the... I forget the others. Um, <laughs> I think it's, there's probably hip-hop. Ska. No ska soundtrack. Dang. But what is Over. ska if not angry surf rock? Yeah, that's all it really is. So, yeah, it's a pretty neat looking game. It's a... Uh, you know, it's it's a you know visual novel, which is um, I'm not too familiar with those games, but uh, you know that style game. But um, oh, and I forgot to mention that as far as category goes, this is a cactus game. You're you're driving through the desert, and there's cactus. Oh, uh, so, so there's not like a, a monster that's a cactus person. You just pass cacti as you're driving. Exactly. Yeah. There's no there's no cactus monsters. Okay. Cool. And the monsters are pretty cool. Um, you know, you can customize uh, everything as you play the game. You can change can your you monsters. Can customize the cactus? No, but you can customize your monster's name, your monster's gender. Uh, I think everybody's considered... It's, so there's like a dating part of this game as well. And can I think you date the cactus? I don't hold think up, you can... hold up. <laughs> a game called Monster Prom features a dating aspect? Yes. Surely you jest. 
you can pick up a hitchhiker at some point in the game and then choose to date them. Which oh, has I mean, never that's worked. literally it. Like you're going towards the prom and like that's it. You're you're dating that person. You're locked in. If you pick up a hitchhiker, well maybe. <laughs> I mean that you really do pitch up pick up a hitchhiker and then date him. Um which is the uh, every time I've tried to do that, it's never worked out. I was uh, gonna say that, as you guys that know, I only have one kidney now. That doesn't sound like a very safe thing to do. Like, I'm gonna pick up this hitchhiker and take him out to dinner. Oh, look, they stabbed me and stole all my money. So, Taze in the chat explained that the hitchhikers are well-known characters from the series, not just total randos. So, okay, that makes a little more. I guess you're finding your friend and picking them up. I mean, also like. I appreciate the clarification, but, like, if you're playing a game series and hitchhikers are just well-known characters, like, I don't know, this whole series seems kind of sus. Well, it's probably, like, cameos from, like, characters from, like, the earlier games is what I'm thinking, but I have no idea. Yeah. Well, and also, like, are the hitchhikers the monsters? Because, like, if you're driving down a western road passing by cacti, so it fits in the theme, and you see, like a vampire or a Frankenstein creature, like, that's one thing, but if you're the Frankenstein driving past just, like, random people, like, no, I'm not gonna pick any of these people up. <laughs> you know what happens when random people see a Frankenstein monster? Spoiler, it doesn't turn out well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I watched, uh, the game is, is pretty funny. I was watching some footage of it, and, um, the, one of the first destinations is uh, like a kids attraction um, where I'm uh, God, what what was it now? Uh, now I'm drawing a blank. But basically, you can opt to go on a tour of like a kids attraction, and you oh get into sort of a, a contest with a kid that's also on the tour, and you can choose to plant drugs on them to try to like get them disqualified. Uh, and of course, you get kicked, you get caught, and you get kicked out of the attraction. <laughs> You're driving, like, down a strange western road and you come across a kid's attraction. Do you go to the Carnival of Souls? That is a deep cut reference that nobody's going to get, but if you do get it, you're my favorite person. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a car... I, I just know about Knifeland, man. I don't know about a Carnival... Maybe there's a Carnival of Souls right at Knifeland? Isn't that where Kiss is from? <laughs> I mean, Johnny, you should know that Soul can't be cut, so it's probably not Knifeland. <laughs> but hmm. so have any of you guys played any of the monster prom prom games i've heard about them but i just never played them same yeah i've I not heard about them and not played them i want to say we have one or two of these soundtracks on the radio but uh yeah that's because taylor is a fantastic patreon absurd fan yes and you know uh, you know, just a fantastic supporter of game that tune, and we we appreciate him constantly. But uh, no, no, I've never yeah. played Monster yeah. Prom of any sort. The soundtrack. I don't even. I didn't even like my own prom. Why would I want to play Monster Prom? Oh man, God! You, know, you want me to fucking? You know, are we gonna dredge up prom memories right oh. now, guys? Let's yeah. do it. I don't have anything else to say about this game. I <laughs> Let's I mean, if we're prom. doing prom memories, I'm going to have to skip beer and go to whiskey. All my fucking prom memories involve trying to fuck Johnny's sister specifically. <laughs> and just, it never working out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You, you what? 
<laughs> I attempted it a number of times. I oh, went to but... four proms and never took an official date. It was always like a four friend. four proms? In the same night? In a row? Yeah, what yeah. is this? A fucking, some kind of crazy early 2000s comedy, David? Are you Luke Wilson? Try, try not to go through <laughs> wow. any proms on your way through the parking lot. Yeah. In my in my sophomore year, uh, I had a friend who went to a private school that did a prom that allowed sophomores. So I took her junior senior year in high school. She took I you. Graduated, and then I had a friend who was an underclassman in her senior year who asked me to prom. I went to four proms and never took an official date. It was always like friends. I have I mean, a very short and sweet your uh, <laughs> very short and sweet prom story. My senior prom date came out the next day. So Sweet. take from that, the take, next from that what, take from that what you will. <laughs> I was like, I've, oh, that's nice. Wait a minute, the next day. <laughs> if it's who I think it was, I thought she was an upperclassman. Uh, was it my senior prom? Oh, you know, this must have been my junior prom. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, this is my junior prom. Whatever. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I had basically yeah. I had a date that the turnaround was pretty quick there. Like, yep. <laughs> I can relate, buddy. I got called back. You, know, you want to know the ultimate humiliation. Uh, move away from uh, your hometown to go to, like, you know, college or to not go to college. Get called back to go to prom after you've graduated by some girl and then have her uh, also turn out to be gay and be not interested in doing anything with you during that prom date. It was um, 19-year-old me's crowning achievement going to <laughs> prom after graduating. I'm like, oh, this, uh, this better pay off. It didn't. I'm, I'm going to so. take that story of I'm going to prom, I hope it pays off, but it doesn't, and multiply it by four. <laughs> I had three. I was close. <laughs> you know, and again, uh, at, in one of them, I was too old to be there. <laughs> so, ah, uh, man. No, I haven't played Monster Prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we were talking about a video game. <laughs> I mean, monsters, they're just like us. You know, what is, uh, what is a 19-year-old attending a prom if not a monster? <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't have much else to say about this game, guys. I'll be honest. I'm ready to, to move it on. Uh, I, oh, I should thank the requester, shouldn't I? Uh, you did. Or you should. You've mentioned them, and I've thanked them. All right. But, yeah, you should thank them. Tay, thank you for the request. Thank you for providing me with a bit of backstory about the game. Yeah. Um, Thanks so for bringing could... shit up, Tay. <laughs> Thanks really for nice. making us relive our prompts. I got a tuxedo a to look exactly like big boys from the way you move video, and it did nothing <laughs> to make John Regan's sister have sex with me. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> nothing. We should do a GTT prom. We should. <laughs> I'll wear my big boy tuxedo. <laughs> we absolutely should. I think I still have a tuxedo. I doubt I fit it anymore. But oh, David, don't don't fucking have it tailored. <laughs> you know, wear it as it fits, baby. <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. If we do a GTT prom, I'll wear a dress. But one of you fuckers better send me a corsage. Mm. Okay. That's a uh, that's that's a new Patreon tier. Fucking buy David a corsage. Yes. Fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> Game four.
All right, guys. So um, the cover art for the Game Boy Color version of this game shows the title character riding a snowboard, despite there being no levels in this game in which the character rides a snowboard. Alright guys, who's feeling great? Oh, I feel so good. Excellent. Good. Oh man, Johnny, great guess. Oh, everybody's great guesses. Alright, so uh, Johnny says the Lion King, sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse says SSX, which would be crazy for there to be a Game Boy <laughs> Color version of SSX in which nobody rides a snowboard, but I could see it. And uh, David says, Metal Gear Ghost Babble. Um, David, the crazy thing is, Snake does ride a snowboard in Metal Gear Ghost Babble and is pictured doing so on the cover. So no, that's also incorrect. What? No, guys, uh, so let's talk about these cover arts before, as we're revealing the answer. So, on the Game Boy Color, the character is shown riding a snowboard, despite in the Game Boy Color version of the game, there not being a level in which you get to ride a snowboard. Uh, on the 
PlayStation version of the game, the character is shown wearing a tuxedo and a bit of a James Bond pastiche. Oh, uh, it's Link's Awakening DX. That's right, Link's Awakening Nightfire. Oh, um, it's Glover. No, it is, is this Glover. Gex? Gex. And in the Nintendo 64 version, the cover art depicts the character wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin outfit, standing on a wrestling ring. This is Gex 3 for the Game Boy Color Deep Pocket Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, that's what she said. Uh huh. <laughs> Pocket. Uh, <laughs> this is a. Um, you know, a, a D-make in every sense of the word. It was released a few months after Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko for the PlayStation and Nintendo 64, which is, of course, a 3D platforming game uh, where you're running around as Gex, uh, putting on different costumes and doing different action things in a 3D environment. Um, this, uh, this Deep Pocket Gecko, it's a side-scrolling platformer. And... I was going to say, how did the Game Boy Color render these 3D environments? Right. Yeah, it didn't do so hot. So they decided to go with, with two dimensions on this one. <laughs> Better yet, how did the Game Boy Color render voice clips from comedian Dana Gould? And see, there's one of the big reasons this uh, this kind of fails. No Dana Gould. No quips. Uh, how do you have just... gex without Dana Gould? I, hey, you know. David. You know what I found out recently in the uh, English version of Gex, they um, d use different comedians or different voice actors, and it's um, oh, I always forget his name, uh, but he plays the cat in Red Dwarf. Oh, um, Danny John Jules. Yeah, he does the voice for Gex in one of the games over in England, which That's is weird. Fucking awesome. <laughs> So wait, I'm sorry. In America, it was Dana Gould, but in yes. in Great Britain, it was Danny Danny Jules. Danny John yes. Jules. Do you think that's maybe because the British misunderstood who they asked for, and <laughs> you know, it's like, well, we need to get Dana Gould, and they got Danny Jules. <laughs> I think it was more so the like. Hey, I'm we... sorry, you're breaking up there, governor. I can't quite understand what that actor you just asked for. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get the old Danny Jules. Chop, chop. Yeah. Boy, they don't we got Danny Jules right here, actually. <laughs> John, I love that your British accent is basically a Boston accent with Cheerio added to it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I said governor. <laughs> yeah, governor, we'll get you. We'll get you, Johnny. Danny Jules right there. Anyhow, um... Now, now don't, don't go crazy, Governor. Don't park yeah. your car at Harvard Yard. All right, we'll get you some Danny Jules. I need you to ask Gex about some microprocessors. <laughs> That's right, Governor. We choose to go to the moon, not because it is easy, but because it is hard. We'll get you Danny Jules. I don't want Jules. my environment to be a product of me. Uh, um, um, no, the I God, completely Gex lost the Departed would have been fucking. Here, but uh, no, now Danny... I only want to talk about Gex and the Departed. Um, oh yes, please. Uh, now would Gex be playing the Matt Damon role or the Di DiCaprio role or the Jack Nicholson role in the Departed? Uh, it would be the Alec Baldwin role. <laughs> okay, Johnny, you know who has the best role in The Departed. <laughs> Son of a bitch, this is a guy that's seen The Departed. <laughs> the, the point that I was... Finish, freaks, go fuck yourself. <laughs> the point that I was trying to make before we went on this tangent was, like, no, they didn't get Danny John Jules because they confused it with Dana Gold. They went with, like, we need a really prominent British comedian. Stephen Fry? No, go down a couple levels. 
Danny John Jules? Yeah, sure, that works. In much the same way <laughs> that it was like, eh, fuck it, let's get Danny Gould. Mm-hmm. Can't afford, like, an actual Simpsons cast member. Let's get a Simpsons writer. <laughs> uh, done. Um, but yeah, so uh, Gex Deep Pocket Gecko is a side-scrolling game in which you play as Gex, and you go in different levels based on... Uh, different, like, TV shows and movies and things. There's a, uh, holiday level. There's a, uh, desert level called Holy Moses. Um, As we learned from a... episode 64 of Game That Tune, there's no Titanic level in the Game Boy Color no. version. No, there's not. Um, there is a cactus in the western level, uh, called the Oregon Trail. That's the western level. It's, uh, you know... Wild West level. There's an anime level. Um, there's a superhero level. Uh, and, you know, something I do like about the game, despite being on the Game Boy Color, they did make a point to show Gex wearing the different costumes. Every time you go to a different level, he's got a different little outfit on. I think it's very cute. That's cool. Um, Especially for the Game the, Boy Color. Damn. That's what I'm saying. So, different little Game Boy Color sprites. Like, in the holiday level, it's a snowy level, and he's got snowboard gear on. He is not riding a snowboard, but he's got like a little beanie and goggles on. It's it's kind of <laughs> cute. In the um, like Egyptian level, he's wearing like the uh, the headdress thing that like a pharaoh would wear. That I you know realize now I don't know the name of. Um, so I'm not going to try to name it. I think it's uh, just headdress. I mean, I, I you know, if you feel like googling Pharaoh's headdress right now, David, that's that's your business. I you know, <laughs> last time you tried to uh, Google anything relating to fucking Egypt, it went all kinds of wrong. <laughs> so yeah, be my fucking guess. Um, I believe yeah, you're in thinking the... of the Nemes, which was a striped linen headcloth tied at the back of the head worn by the pharaohs of ancient Egypt. Thank you. That's exactly. Well, what I thought I was he was of, the David. quarterback of the Jets when they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Nemesis, the big giant monster from Resident Evil. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, David, you've totally redeemed yourself. Um, there are some fun, uh, like, bosses in the game. Uh, there is a wrestling-themed boss, uh, a character named Rock Hard. Um, <laughs> after, you connect, uh, after you collect 14 remotes, you get to fight Rock Hard, who is a bit of a pastiche of uh, Stone Cold and The Rock. Uh, there's also a, a level in which you fight Rez, but he's like the Wizard of Oz for some reason. It's just like the floating head, and he blows like uh, fireballs at you, and you have to hit him with stuff. And then uh, the final Rez level, it's just it's uh, it's like a space thing. Um, <laughs> okay, Johnny was reaching for his whiskey. I thought he was hitting the soundboard. <laughs> no, you, you go through, you fight the. Rez and the Wizard of Oz like a giant floating head, and then there's a space thing. Fucking whatever. But I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I say fucking whatever because the, the wiki does not make it clear what uh, what space movie it seems to be uh, riffing on. And again, I just saw Johnny's arm go forward. I assume that was to the soundboard <laughs> that he produces a glass of whiskey. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> just missed. <laughs> um... But yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a fun little game. It's you know side scrolling Game Boy Color shit. Uh, the problem that I see with it is that the way they advertise Gex Three Deep Cover Gecko is that he has all these new abilities and new costumes and new stuff like that. And it's like all right, you got the new costumes, but like you know where's the riding around 3D levels on like rocket things and snowboards and shit? 
That's not here. The only thing Gex does in any level is tail whip things. So it's like, yeah, it's, uh, this didn't need to happen. <laughs> I, you know, I, I guess good job on you guys for employing a few Game Boy programmers and making this happen. But like, no, um, you should have just stuck with your 3D games and, I don't know, not crank this out. Like, who was, who was clamoring for Gex on Game Boy Color? But... I, I'd, I'd miss that era where you had these, like, basically, you had games coming out on, like, three or four generations of console at the same time. Because there was a period mm-hmm. where you had games coming out on PlayStation, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast, and Game Boy Color. Right. And, you know, they, and of course the Game Boy Color is going to be a 2D version of it. And I, I kind of, like, you don't have... You haven't had that in a while, because for a while you had games that come out on the Wii U and 3DS, and, like, yeah, the 3DS is a downgrade, but it would still be, like, 3D and, you know, more or less the same game. More um, accurately, you had games coming out on the PS3, 360, and 3DS. It, you know, the Wii U somehow, just, you know. It's not like there were some awesome exclusives that, you know, carried over between the Wii U and 3DS. But, you know, the 3DS gets a, got a lot of, uh, you know, third-party things and things like that. But, um... Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I kind of missed that too, because um, yeah. you know, it, I don't know. It, it was always it, there was a novelty to playing these games, where it's like, what could this possibly be? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like why? <laughs> yeah, okay, so Gex, he's, you know, based on what I know of Gex from the one Gex game I played, um, you know, he's a, a lizard that cracks wise. He runs around in 3D environments. He can crawl on walls. He can go into TVs. And games based on, you know, tropes of TV things. Okay, that's great. You know, Gex 3, on the consoles, it's like, alright, we're going super tropey, we're doing movies and TV, Gex is James Bond, there's a live-action uh, Baywatch, like, Playboy Playmate supermodel that is Gex's girlfriend that gets kidnapped. Uh, you know, we're going all the way in on all the tropes, and it's like, alright, so what's, what's the Game Boy Color version? It's like, oh, it's just a shitty platforming version of... I don't know. It, it, it's Gex, it, but he looks like Plucky Duck. Um, oh. Yeah, there, there's no. It's just like, eh, yeah. There's there's the novelty factor, but really the complete non-essential. It's the it's. I'm trying to. What's the uh, what's the adjective version of you know? Or I'm try, trying to figure out a way to say that this game is completely unneeded. And <laughs> like contributes nothing to the series. Superfluous. So it's, it's, it's quite superfluous. There is there value added to the Gex series by there being a Game Boy Color version of this? No. <laughs> so what you're saying is this is the David from Game That Tune of the Gex series. We're doing this thing, man. We're doing the self-deprecating thing now. I thought earlier in the episode you were the goddamn king of the show. You know, well, self-deprecating is kind of my, like, go-to source of humor. Oh, I assumed he was talking about the other David. <laughs> oh, the David Wilde in the game, that too. Uh, you know, this, yes, you know, Gex 3 Deep Pocket Gecko is very much the former Game That Tune co-host David Wyland. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we, lo- we love you, David Wyland. It's been, a, it's been 270 or so episodes. Maybe come back sometime. Um... But yeah, no, it's uh, and it's just, it seems like the kind of thing that would piss people off back in the day, because you show somebody a Game Boy Color game, it's like, alright, well that probably sucks, but I'll give it a shot if it's got Gex riding a snowboard, fine. And then you get in there, it's like, 
Oh, okay, so they just used a piece of key art from the fucking other game, and Gex isn't riding a snowboard in this at all. What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I thought this was going to be another Gex follow-up to 1080 snowboarding, and you got me playing a uh, fucking lousy Game Boy Color side-scrolling game, you sons of bitches. Like, it's, you know... I don't know, it... it I guess that's kind of, the, you know... You could argue that's a problem with the other uh, Gex things... Uh, Gex 3 as well like with Nintendo 64 it makes it seem like alright he's Stone Cold Steve Austin now he's gonna it's a Gex wrestling game and then there's like one wrestling boss yeah and then you know on the Playstation they got the fucking art right it's like alright he's James Bond and this is the thing like this is the correct art so maybe the Playstation version is the only truly correct one but um I don't know man Gex uh he's uh He's a funny guy, man. This is uh, this is the final game in the series, guys. Gex is gone after this. It's been twenty four fucking years. Should he come yeah. back? I know it makes me sad. We should have we should have Gex back. I mean, like, I feel like, like Gex- we should. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I hear we should have Gex back, I just imagine like on the show. <laughs> yes. Can we, can we call David David Gould? Gould? Let's let's get David Gould on this show? Yeah. Let's get David Wyland back on the show playing Gex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, he he really was our Gex, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like would a would a new Gex be doing like you know parodies of modern movies and television? Like, because I would like to see that. I'd like to see you know Gex. I, I'd like to see what Gex has been up to for the last. I mean, that thing is twenty four years of shit to draw from now. Like he's got all of the 2000s and you know 2010s to draw from, and even some of the you know the last uh, you know, the 2020s. Like you know, I want to see Gex the way of water. Oh um, my god, Gex MCU. Yes, it could just be Gex doing the whole MCU instead of Lego all this shit. Let's do Gex. Gex, <laughs> yeah, I don't... Gex Jersey Shore. Yes, see, it's uh, God. Sold. Could you imagine Gex going to the Jersey Shore? And his model yeah. just grows, like, in the bicep area. And he, and he turns orange. <laughs> and fucking spikes his little hair up. And, yeah, it's, it's, it'd be called GTL, Gex Tan Laundry. I mean, to um, be fair, he's a gecko. He doesn't have hair, but... He would in the Jersey Shore, David, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be called the Gextuation. It'd be fucking just, you know, it, it, it would all be terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Shout out to Kerrigan in our Discord chat who says Gex of Thrones. Yes, I would pay see? so much money for that, especially if There's... Gex is the fucking dragon. There'd be so. Oh, I don't see. I don't know. Would he be the dragon or would he be the mother of dragons? Like, you know, would it be gender bending Gex where he, he's you know Daenerys Gexgarian? I'd be into it. I would. I would just love it if they uh, basically came with a new ending for the Gex Game of Thrones. <laughs> for Gex yeah, of exactly. Thrones, that's better. No, that's the problem. Would the Gex Game of Thrones end better than the series? Yes. <laughs> of course it would. Because anything would end better than the series. <laughs> low bar, guys. Yeah. Could you imagine if, spoilers, the like dragon melts the Iron Throne and it just turns into a statue of Gex? I'd be into it. Oh, dude. <laughs> God, that'd be such a better ending. Yeah, I mean, there's been 24 years of pop culture, actually, for Gex to draw on now. So, yeah, I think, actually, it's a great time for Gex to come back. Um, I I think we need him back, man. Like, you know, I wish I had just a list of, like, the top grossing movies for the last, you know, several years in front of me. Because, yeah, it would just give us, like, you know, fucking top Gex Maverick. 
Somehow, <laughs> I was gonna say he could do Star Wars again. <laughs> Somehow, I feel like it would be Conquer Reloaded, but better. I mean, yeah, yeah, because there's no there's no obligation to be like crude or crass about it. Like, you know, I guess things like Family Guy and Robot Chicken have us covered on pop culture through a crass and crude lens. So Gex can come in and just do affectionate, fun video game stuff. Uh, that lightly makes fun of these things. It's really, it, it doesn't even make fun of them. It just occupies the same space. That's the beauty of Gex. Like, there's nothing subversive about it. It's just, you know, here's Gex, and he's in this thing, and it vaguely resembles this thing that you know. Oh, God, like, Gex in Wild Mountain Time with Dana Gould doing a terrible Irish accent? I would love that. What does that mean, John? What the fuck? <laughs> am, I, am I the only one who saw Wild Mountain Time? Oh yes. my god. If we're talking about, like, recent movie and everything, could you imagine, like, Gexkin, where Gex is, like, a robot girl gecko in a horror movie? What? Wait, I don't know what movie you're referencing, David. I'm Megan. sorry. Did nobody Megan? see oh, Megan. Did nobody else see Megan? No, I, I saw it. No, it nobody else saw it. I no. did, but I didn't. Uh, too it. recent. <laughs> Maybe I should have told this and David Gex can't do a pastiche of something that came out last month. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. Uh, um, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we bring back Gex for you know Gex Avengers Endgame. Um, you know, there, there's there's a lot to draw on. Yeah, I think they should do it. What they shouldn't do is uh, simultaneously do all that for uh, Game Boy Color. Um, this game serves no purpose. It's except I'll give it up. Chip tunes, pretty fun. Uh, you know, nothing. Uh, nothing like you know. Gex doesn't have the iconic themes to be adapted into, you know, awesome chip tunes. But still, pretty fun. Pretty fun to listen. Shout out composer Mark Cooksey. Way to go. Um, I enjoyed these more than frankly I enjoyed the normal Gex tunes, which are like a more direct, you know. Uh, I keep saying pastiche, but you know, just a more directly influenced by the thing they're parodying. So, I enjoy the Game Boy sounds more than a bad version of like an anime soundtrack, if you get my meaning. Anyway, um, you know, Gex rules and needs to come back. He's like yes, our new hero. Absolutely. Is th- is that what we're saying? Is that the game that tune verdict? David, you're the king here. Don't don't be self-deprecating. Make a ruling. Gex fucks? Gex absolutely fucks. I mean, there's there's a Playboy Playmate, a live-action Playboy Playmate in Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. So yeah, I guess Gex definitely fucks. You know what? On the on the GTT Mount Rushmore, there well there's there's two GTT Mount Rushmores. One, <laughs> so how do you, this the next Mount Rushmore? <laughs> one specifically for video game composers, and one for the four of us. And the one for the four of us should have a fifth spot for Gex. I like to think there's a third GTT Mount I Rushmore. Want, there's I there's the composers. Bounce. There's all of us, and then there's just one that's just Gex. <laughs> I want He's an entire Rushmore. Mount Rushmore unto himself. <laughs> A Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. God. Yeah. I mean, pretty high up there on the Mount Rushmore of all time Mount Rushmores is the GTT Mount Rushmore of composers. Uh, And then the GTT Mount Rushmore of GTT hosts. And then the Gex Mount Rushmore. Um, 
Then, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of personal preference on who occupies the fourth spot on the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmores. It's getting fucking stupid, guys. We gotta move on, Johnny. Quick, Johnny. Tim Curry saying space. That second song just fucking slaps. I love the the solos they put in that. That's insane. Yeah, what are you what are you doing here, John? Oh, Jesus Christ! Bring the fire. Wow. So, wow, this 2000 release is itself a remake of a 1994 release. The 1994 release was a remake of the original 1993 release.
All right, who's got their answers? I have my wow. answer locked and loaded. Wow, John. <laughs> All right, so see, damn Jesse, there's more for fucking the next game. So Jesse says Gex in the city, which is incorrect. David says something something Sonic Game Gear, which is incorrect. John has the correct answer. This is Aladdin. What? They yeah. took Aladdin for the Sega Genesis and tried to port it to the Game Boy in 1994, a year after the original came out, and it was fucking terrible. Hold on, and hold on. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but they took Aladdin from the Genesis and put mm-hmm. it to the Game yeah. Boy? Like, yep. not from the Super Nintendo? Nope. So he's <laughs> I mean, not throwing <laughs> apples? No, he is. Uh, he throws apples in the Genesis one, but... um. In sword fighting, right, in the Genesis one. Yeah, because, you know, you had the Capcom Super Nintendo one, then you had yeah. Virgin Interactive do the Genesis one. Okay, uh, so, Johnny, just immediately, who made this? It was a Virgin Game Boy or, like, Virgin s- Boy? No, <laughs> no. so, uh, let's see. The game, the original Game Boy port was done by a company called, like, NMS Software or something like that. I forget exactly. Okay. And then the 2000 completely made from scratch version uh, was done by Crawfish Interactive or Crawfish Studios, I'm sorry, who did very amazing ports of like Street Fighter to Game Boy and Street Fighter Alpha 3 to Game Boy Advance. Word. I'm sorry, step back. The 2000 Game Boy port? That's what we're talking about here, David. (laughs) Game Boy Color exclusive port, yes. Oh, Uh, I'm sorry, Game Boy Color exclusive. That makes it so much better. Well, there's colors. Yeah. It's... I I, I don't understand why... It, it, and also, like, that last one was published by Ubisoft for some reason. It's like, some, for some reason, Ubisoft and Crawfish got to remake this uh, huh. in the year 2000. Oh, see, I'm, I'm confused and devastated by this because I have long been an SNES owner and an SNES defender, and... The uh, SNES Aladdin is the better version of Aladdin, uh, you know, from a from a gameplay standpoint. Certainly, maybe not from a aesthetic standpoint, or uh, you know, like a layperson's standpoint. Because you know, oh, you know, people have a problem with the apple chucking as opposed to the sword swinging. Okay, okay. I mean, none of that matters when you're making it for the Game Boy. <laughs> it's going to look like Super shit Nintendo no matter what. Beats the Genesis, but. Yeah. Yeah. So the the 1994 Game Boy version really, um, I'm trying to put this delicately. It sucks ass. It's <laughs> very bad. Um, the the like you can't use your sword while j- in the air, like while jumping or anything like that. It's missing bonus games. Uh, the frame rate is terrible. Um, it just it just looks really bad. I mean, I can't imagine the Virgin Interactive Sega Genesis Aladdin game translating to any handheld system like the screen <laughs> resolution would just be so shit yeah and it, it like it just simply couldn't work because like the the version aladdin game it's like the fucking it's like those it's like an airplane hangar game like it's just those giant ass levels to explore and get lost in and fucking have no fun in like it you know one it could never be properly conveyed on a game boy screen two it would take so long to beat a single level that your Game Boy's batteries would die. Like, <laughs> oh, God. It, you know. 
And that's that's Game Boy. Game Boy has the good battery life. Yeah. So the the Game Boy ninety four version had also only like three songs on the soundtrack. Um, Boo. Which means that you fight Jafar while like a whole new role plays. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> okay, now hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I can. I can. Yeah, I can show you the role. The whole. New, oh, that's the same song. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're fighting to fart. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, that is absolutely a whole new world. Yeah. Don't you know yeah. your Disney songs? God damn, Johnny. Right. Whole new world. I can hey. show you your death. <laughs> your blood spilling. Shine, shimmering, Where? gently. Whereas yeah. the the 2000 edition has most of the Genesis songs except Camel Jazz, that one's missing. Um, okay, that was, so that last song, if that last song wasn't Camel Jazz, then that was Turban what? Jazz. Yes. Um, yeah, because I, I was gonna say, I was like, yeah, I almost said, "Damn, Johnny got fucking, you know, D make a Camel Jazz," and this is the first time hearing of it. <laughs> but you know, okay, so that was Turban Jazz, the other jazz. Um, because man. Like, talk about my ears perking up. Like, enough time spent not playing the uh, Genesis Aladdin, but listening to music on Game of the Tune Radio. I'll give Genesis Aladdin its props. Great soundtrack. Mm. <laughs> and to hear a D-make, a fucking competent D-make of this Genesis soundtrack. Oh, because it's, D- it's a D-make with mm. added parts. There's, like, yeah, no, soloing like it's going good. on. It's really good. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Like shit! Wow. Uh, whereas the yeah the ninety four one is not like that at all. It's just garbage. <laughs> no, so uh, what, yeah. What led me to look into all this was I actually wanted to bring the NES version of Aladdin, um, and unfortunately that did not come out in the U.S., so I opted to go with this one. But I just thought, God forbid anybody bring a <laughs> game that didn't come out in the U.S. on the show tonight. <laughs> but I thought I would mention the NES one one came out in nineteen ninety four two. They clearly just took the Game Boy version and put it on NES. Like, it's the exact same price. (laughs) Which is impressive because Aladdin came out in 92. Like, I I know video games take time, but I feel like a one-year development cycle for the NES is kind of standard. Like, why did they put this out in 94? Well, because, because they the gen- focused all their resources on making 16-bit versions. So the Genesis and SNES versions came out, I want to say, in late 93. Like, you know, probably November, December 93. And then they had an afterthought. Like, what if we put it on the, you know, the fucking Game Boy and Nintendo? It's like, all right, you could do it as long as you just copy and paste the fucking same game twice. <laughs> like- yeah, because that is essentially what they did. They took the Genesis version and tried to port it to the other consoles. So... You had to have that Genesis one come out to serve as the basis. And then they decide. I get, I, I feel like back then you didn't have to be that on time with the game version of a movie. Like, I remember right. I didn't care as a kid. I didn't give a shit. I was watching Aladdin on repeat all the time and driving my parents crazy, you know? I guess. Well, because Aladdin's a classic. Yeah. I still wanted kind of timely things, man. Like, yeah. You could spot a, a, a like, a fucking stinker a mile away like when they make a fucking like a Flintstones game in the 90s it's like what are you doing <laughs> like, there's, there's no reason to have made this and I remember when the Jungle Book game came out for yeah. Genesis and I was like why hey <laughs> you can't fool me why, why, what's, the, what's the angle here like, 
I'm surprised, you know, really thinking about it, they never made something like 101 Dalmatians on Genesis. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's too many. Yeah, there was, there's just too many Dalmatians. You can't yeah, handle you it. You can't render all those Dalmatians. But, there, you know, there there have been no content in the Dalmatian verse since the 1950s. But, like, you know, yeah, there could have been a Genesis game and they could have tricked people into buying it. Um, I mean, I don't like know. Like the Jungle I, Book. <laughs> I feel like you maybe could have sold 101 Dalmatians on Genesis based on nostalgia, but, like, you're not pushing Black Cauldron on Genesis. That's just right. not gonna fucking happen. I mean, yeah. Um, so, David, you're the Disney guy. Uh, like, what's a... What's, like, a classic Disney property that should have gotten a 90s, uh, like, a Genesis game? The Great Mouse Detective. Not really classic as I was looking for, Johnny. <laughs> that was the 80s. That was, you know, compared to fucking The Jungle Book, Great Mouse Detective was certified fresh. <laughs> I, I love how it was like, David, you're the Disney expert. Tell me what game you would have played. Johnny immediately jumps in. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, <laughs> I would say there probably should have been Sleeping Beauty on Genesis, where like right. you start Who the off. Fuck would you play as? <laughs> well, you start off playing as like Aurora, and you're trying to find the three fairies, and then you get pricked. You fall asleep, and then you play as the prince for a couple levels, and final boss Maleficent as the dragon. Hmm. See, yeah, we wouldn't get good video game Maleficent content until Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it was, was kind of worth the wait at that point. It was pretty great. And I guess really all all the Disney classic you know questions I had are kind of addressed by Kingdom Hearts. It's like, oh, what about Alice in Wonderland game? No, they, they they took care of that. What about Pinocchio? Oh, they took care of that too. Okay, well, actually, forget forget what I said. <laughs> you know, fine, fine, fine. You know, sh- surely they didn't make a Fantasia game. <laughs> oh, and they did that too. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So, David, what what music would you have play during the fight with Maleficent on the second Genesis, and why is it a whole new world for Aladdin? <laughs> would it be? <laughs> I was gonna say, would it be Maleficent jazz? <laughs> Dragon jazz? <laughs> Maleficent jazz? The soundtrack to Johnny Does Dallas coming to Patreon shortly. <laughs> Soundtrack to Johnny made his prom date gay. Maleficent Jess. <laughs> oh, just kiss. Uh, so, I'm really just devastated by this whole thing because it really upsets me that they decided to port the Genesis version of this game to fucking Nintendo handhelds. That that signals to me that I've been wrong all these years about the Capcom version of Aladdin being really good. It's like they they fucking abandoned it and wanted to fucking port this this other version. Like, uh, well, I can't get over that. They decided to do it twice. <laughs> they yeah. decided to do it again. Say, they decided to do it once, and they decided to do it again six years later. The game's so nice, they ported it twice. I mean <laughs> Okay <Uh-oh. dude>. <laughs> Bad timing <laughs> Like yeah why You know The the first Game Boy 1 sold pretty poorly And I, you know Game Boy Color was I don't know I guess pretty hot and all that But like Why <laughs> Why <laughs> I'm glad uh, it happened that soundtrack uh, is Kill it. That soundtrack's amazing. It, soundtrack redeems the whole thing. That's the beauty <laughs> of it. Like, you know, even when we feature shit games on the show, the soundtrack typically can redeem it. Yeah, see um, most Sonic games. <laughs> yeah, here we are. 
Um, yeah. I, I also had another question, you know, relating back to my game. You know, Gex 3 being Deep Pocket Gecko. Why did it take so long for Game Boy to brand itself as a pocket system? Like, it's like they knew the original Game Boy couldn't fit in a pocket. And they had to make, like, a new updated version that was, you know, small enough. Like, a handheld, but it actually can fit in your pocket. Feels like the original Game Boy should have been that. It feels like it, you know... Started too big. I uh, think yeah. what happened with the original Game Boy is they said, you know what's going to be really, really big soon? Pockets. As in, they're expecting <laughs> most pockets to get bigger at like as a fashion trend. And then they yeah, got Game they Boy got was anticipating Jinkos, but pockets stayed the same size, so <laughs> people needed smaller Game Boys. <laughs> I think that's it. I think exactly it eventually culminated in the Game Boy Micro, which wasn't even a Game Boy. It was a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I you know I also had a Game I Boy Pocket. Game Boy Pocket. I had a Pokemon Game Boy Pocket. Game. It was bright green. That's how I played most of my Game Boy games. Now, David, did you play it loud? I definitely played it loud, but not Good. too loud because it was usually in the backseat of the car of my parents' car while I was like driving on road trips. Sure. Oh, I would but, insist. You know, this David, about age twelve, with a you, you wore your Game Boy Pocket as like a, like a mohawk. That was like a fashion statement you had, right? Oh, absolutely. When I was twelve yeah. years old, I rocked a mohawk. Everyone, go thumb back through your old issues of Nintendo Power. You'll see, David. He was the marketing campaign for the Game Boy Pocket. He played it loud. Did you guys ever insist on your parents plugging the cassette adapter into? Um, your Game Boy and having your Game Boy music play over the car stereo. Fuck. Absolutely. <laughs> no. I definitely did that once. Well, wow. I say awesome. I insisted, but I was vetoed immediately by mom, dad, and big sister. Like, saying, yeah, your mom insisted on giving you a pop in your smart mouth. <laughs> I was like, hey, we should play my Game Boy music. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to hear this Pokemon music? No, we'd rather listen to the Doobie Brothers. All right, well, fuck me then. Um, <laughs> I mean, you to guys, be fair, we're talking guys about yourself... my family, so it's the Cubs game. Right, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> you guys call yourself VGM podcasters, but you never <laughs> plugged your Game Boy into a cassette adapter in your parents' minivan. <laughs> you never, in 1998, plugged a Game Boy into a fucking cassette adapter. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where all VGM podcasts originated from. <laughs> <laughs> Foisting this information and music upon people. <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, man, what a time! No, yeah, I, I never, uh, I've never subjected anybody to fucking the actual music of a Game Boy via the Ox. But uh, you know, now I realize I, you know, the folly of my ways, Johnny. I really should have. You missed out, man. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> every party ever. Right. Yeah. Give me the ox. I got something. <laughs> Fucking plug in the bicycle theme from Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Give me the ox. <laughs> oh, sh- damn! You could play turban jazz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got that fucking Donald Griffin. Um, yeah, Johnny. Wow, what a pick! What a game that I didn't know existed. Um, twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's two of them. I'm seeing double here. 
It's four of eleven. Four shitty fours of eleven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Johnny, is there anything else on, uh, you know, handheld Aladdin? Is it is it officially just merely called Aladdin, or do they uh, they do they do any kind of hand pun on it? Nah, it's just Aladdin. Just mm. Aladdin. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Johnny, great pick. Activate the computer. On it. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Oh, yeah, guys. I'm back, baby. I'm back. Back in that winner's circle. You never saw that coming. I sure didn't. Um, Jesse, what a fool you were to uh, disqualify yourself from the show. But, uh, man, what a time for me to return to the winner's circle of Game That Tune. Because Hold guys, on. Jesse didn't disqualify himself from the show. I have reinstated him. <laughs> Again, man, this is America, David. We don't have kings here. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, you're the king of jack and shit. I already played. Man, I already played. I don't the, see Jack around here anywhere. I already played the John Wins jingle, guys. I'm not going back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not editing this. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, John can still win, but my ruling stands. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, I've won the episode, and you know, I wasn't prepared to do so, but. I'm uh, I'm adaptable. I'm quick on my feet. I can come up with a theme for next episode at the drop of a hat. Uh, maybe uh, maybe it's got something to do with the game that I chose for tonight, guys. Gex Three, Deep Cover Gecko. It's called Deep Pocket Gecko, the version that I brought. But I'm talking about Deep Cover Gecko. Of course, the theme for next week is games featuring Gex. <laughs> <laughs> This is the theme I have been waiting for since the show began. (laughs) There's only one game left that you can use, so the rest of you are disqualified. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, so instead of games with Gex, I was also thinking maybe games with costumes, games with outfits. That would be pretty broad. That would be pretty pretty in line with the year of the free play thing that I've been doing here. But I got to thinking about it, and guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna declare an actual theme, and it's gonna be as dumb as Johnny's uh, D Maker cactus theme. <laughs> Gex three deep cover gecko. I'm thinking about deep cover. I'm thinking about the song by Dr. Dre featuring Snoop Dogg. I'm thinking about it being a one eight seven on a motherfucking cop. And we've already done a number of games in which you do violence towards cops. So next week's theme. 187. <laughs> Which means it's either got to be the first uh, game in a series, the eighth game in a series, or the seventh game in a series. Oh, wait, can we split it up? Could it be the 18th game or the 87th game in a series? No. <laughs> can I add up the one it's, and eight and use the ninth game in the series? You may not. It's a 187 on the motherfucking episode. Okay, hold up. Game- we. So we can't add the one in the eighth game to make the ninth game. 
Can nope. we add the eighth and the seventh to make the fifteenth game in the series? I got a, I got a good game for that, but no, it's uh, the you know game that tune three twenty seven is going to be game that tune one eight seven. So either the first game, eighth game, or seventh game. And that's the only theme. I'm not going to fucking make it any easier on you guys. <laughs> so You're not going to add, like, games with barrels or some shit? Wait. You're not doing a double thing? No, John's gimmick was that the themes like, are stupid. Not that they're I mean, double. Like, just that they're stupid. Yeah, it, it was never... The, the the gimmick was never double themes. The, game, the gimmick was Year of the Free Play, which meant, you know, themes that are super broad. If you guys can't figure out a game that's the first game in a series or the eighth or seventh game in a series, then you know, God help you. So, I'm counting on our counting on our fans to give us some great You're requests of eighth and seventh games that maybe we haven't used before. Can we do the 187th game in a series? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Sweet. That makes it easier. Yeah. Let me look up the 187th. <laughs> Port of Pac-Man. But so, you know, basically, you know, for, for the layman out there, yes, games oh. with no sequel or the eighth game or the seventh game. There it is. 187 on game that tune. It's uh it's gonna be a good one. So guys, get ready. It's uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fucking episode for sure. And uh guys, what an episode this has been. We wanna thank everybody for listening. Thank you everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. We love you guys watching live with us. Uh we're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Check out GameThatTune.com or anywhere you get your podcast for our awesome show that you're listening to. Recommend it to your friends, rate it, review it, subscribe, do all the things that you do to a podcast to game that tune. Um, we want to thank our Patreon fans. Everybody checking out Patreon. We love you guys. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got Game That Tune mixtapes. We've got Covered Up. We've got movie commentaries. We've got all kinds of fun stuff going on over there at Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream. That's radio.gamethattune.com, gtt.rocks. That's the uh, that's the link that my phone likes because it's super short and easy to press the button on. Uh, that's the home for video game music on the internet. The uh, just you know the best place to listen to video game music and interact with our silly little community. Uh, Want to give a shout out, of course, to our Patreon absurd fans. I'm talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y. Sam L, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and The Kerrigan. A fantastic group of absurd fans that we've got there on Patreon. Uh, we love all you guys, so thank you for supporting us and the show. Uh, Johnny took the request this week. Johnny, remind, uh, remind everybody who the request came from. Our super fan tier producer, uh, super. Oh, god damn it. Our absurd fan tier producer, Taylor Y, in our Discord. Yep, Taylor, fantastic uh, request. Uh, they made their request via our Discord. That's the best place to make them. You can also make them uh, at GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media server. Uh, you know, we love you guys joining us at GameThatTune.club and hanging out and you know doing those things. But yeah, Discord's definitely the best place to make them. And uh, guys, that's gonna do it. So, like I said, I definitely came up with this theme on the fly. Definitely didn't think of it before the episode uh, began. And, 
that uh, that's going to inform my bonus tunes. So, uh, of course, uh, you know we're talking about games with a one eight seven Gex three deep cover gecko. The bonus tune, and I tried to find a more video game relevant version of this. I tried to find a chip tune remix. It's Deep Cover by Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. It's going to get us muted on YouTube, but it's worth it. So we love you guys, and uh, let's hit this motherfucker. Peace out, everybody. Three motherfucking months, you ain't hit the pipe in front of me yet. So what you saying, man? I thank you, 5-0. 5-0. Man, I ain't no motherfucking cop. Well, hit this motherfucker then. Tonight, I get in some shit. Yeah. Deep cover on the incognito tip. Killing motherfuckers if I have to. Filling gaps too. Let your niggas know I'm coming at you. I guess that's part of the game. But I feel for the nigga who think he just gonna come and change things with the swiftness. So get it right with the quickness. And let me handle my business, yo. I'm on a mission and my mission won't stop. Until I get the nigga maxing at the top. I hope you get his ass before he drop. Kingpin kicking back while his workers lay his rocks. Coming up like a fat rat. Big money, big cars, big bodyguards on his back. So it's difficult to get him. But I got the hook up with somebody who knows how to get in contact with him. Hit him like this and like that. Let him know that I'm looking for a big fat dope sack. What is the spin? So let's rush it. If you wanna handle it tonight, we'll discuss it. On a nigga's time and a nigga's place. Take my strap just in case one of his boys recognize my face. Cause he's a shiesty motherfucker. But I give some fuck, cause I'm going deep cover. Yeah, and you don't stop. Cause it's 187 on the undercover car. Yeah, and you don't stop. Cause it's 187 on the undercover car. Creep with me as I crawl through the hood. Maniac, lunatic, calling Snoop Eastwood. Kicking dust as I bust fuck peace. And the motherfucking fuck police. You already know I give a fuck about a cop. So why in the fuck would you think that it would stop? Plot, yeah, that's what we's about to do. Take your ass on a mission with the boys in blue. Dre, what up, Snoop? Yo, I got the feeling. Tonight's the night like Betty Wright. And I'm chilling, killing, feeling no remorse. Yeah, so let's go straight to the motherfucking source and see what we can find. Crooked ass cops that be getting niggas a gang of time. And now they want to make a deal with me. Scoop me up and put me on they team and chill with me And make my pockets bigger They wanna meet with me tonight at 7 o'clock So what's up, nigga? What you wanna do? What you wanna do? I got the gauge of Uzi in my motherfucking 22 So if you wanna blast, nigga, we can buck them If we stick them, then we stuck them So fuck yeah, and you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, and you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car 645 was the time on the clock When me and my homie bailed in the parking lot The scene looked strange and it felt like a setup Better not be, cause if it is, they get lit up Oh, here they come from the back and they lax I'm checking for their gas, they strapped So what's up, black? Chill, let's hit a deal If it ain't up to what you feel, then grab your steel Right, so what you motherfuckers gonna come at me with? Hope you ain't wanting none of my grip, cause you can say that shit. 
guess what they told me We give you 20 G's if you snitch on your homie We'll put you in a home and make your life plush Oh yeah, but you gotta sell dope for us Hmm, let me think about it Turn my back and grab my gat And guess what I told him for a shot If you don't quit, yeah If you don't stop, yeah I'm letting my gat pop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Yeah, if you don't stop Cause it's 187 on an undercover car Mmm there went our ad revenue. Dragon Quest Tact is copyright 2020 Square Enix. Super Mario Brothers Special is copyright 1986 Hudson Soft and Nintendo Company Limited. Monster Prom 3 Monster Road Trip. I actually didn't Google the information for that one. Gex 3 Deep Pocket Gecko is copyright 1999 IDOS Interactive. Aladdin. Disney's Aladdin is copyright 2000 Crawfish Interactive and Ubisoft. And we're out. Hold on. <laughs> I can tell you that it came out 2022 for Monster Prom, but I don't, you know, I don't know who the developer is. Mm-hmm. Good night, Jesse. Good night, Jesse. <laughs> he's so quick, man. Yeah, Jesse always, he's always got to go. Monster Prom 3 Monster Road Trip is copyright 2022. Those awesome guys. We got there. All right. We did it, Reddit. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs>